0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 3530. Survivors is part three of Tales from the Occlusion Zone. This is a High Republic phase three story. We are going to be talking about that today. Punch it. Rebel Rouser I'm Alan Boyd and this is Star Wars 7x7 your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it so we are in full spoiler territory so just there's your warning right there we are talking about Survivors which is the third part of the Tales from the Occlusion Zone serialized story taking place in Star Wars Insider magazine. This particular installment is in issue 224 of Insider, and it is part of phase three of the High Republic Storytelling, and I think we're still in wave one, technically speaking, and this story that Lydia Kang is writing and is being serialized in Star Wars Insider, it's different from the way that they did it with the phase one and phase two stories, where there were two-part trade-off stories in phase one, and And then phase two had, I think it was seven installments overall, a couple of them were two-parters, a couple of them were single-parters, but they were all contained stories. This one is telling like one longer story in bits and pieces. It features Joss and Pika Adrin, who are now captains in the Republic Defense Forces. They appeared in Phase 1 of the High Republic short story storytelling, and now they're in this Phase 3 part. The previous parts of the story had been that they were sent off on a special mission to investigate a distress call from a ship that looked like it was actually a Nile ship, and it looked like it was outside of the storm wall, this crazy thing happening that is separating the rest of the galaxy from an area they call the occlusion zone, where the Nile have free and complete rain, and the storm wall also disrupts any hyperspace travel as well, so it's just impossible to get in unless you have one of the path engines, the special hyperspace engines that the Nile have. So Joss and Pika went to investigate and things went badly and they ended up on the other side of the storm wall in the occlusion zone. They were escaping from scav droids, landed on an asteroid and then in that asteroid field, they found another Nile ship and it turned out that there seemed to be a couple of Nile on it and they had the drop on them. (laughs) basically. So that was where we had left off in the previous stories. Now here in Survivors, Joss and Pika are actually able to get the drop on these two apparent Nile. and it turns out that they're not actually Nile, They are also New Republic defense forces, or New Republic, listen to me, just Republic defense forces who were disguising themselves as Nile because they didn't know who was coming on the ship and they just needed to protect themselves. There's a Lieutenant Visma Tarko and a Corporal Elping Sue. And Tarko is actually like a real hard case, it turns out, that she has connections to you know, very prominent high-ups on Arcanus. Or Arcana, <laughs> Arcana? Arcania. I'm getting my Star Wars stuff and my Dune stuff mixed up. So, yeah, so she's very serious, and apparently, she's the one who actually killed all the Dead Nile that Joss and Pika find on that ship where they encounter Vima and El- Elping they had been on a transport ship so they say where the nile attacked it and they managed to escape and then they got on you know stowed up away on another ship and got captured again and escaped again and they've had a really bad time of things unfortunately this nile ship doesn't have a path engine that works so there's a little argument back and forth about whether it's safer to be on a nile ship so that way they're not detected or if they're better off on the new republic New Republic. There I did it again. On the Republic long beam that Joss and Pika are on. There's some little device that apparently transmits a signal that makes scav droids ignore ships. So they take that out of the Nile ship and they install it on the long beam. Ultimately, they put all the spoils of war on the long beam and take off on that. The current plan for them is to try to head to Ryloth which is about a month away at Sublight. Like they don't have working hyperdrive on the long beam either, so this is a problem. And now there are four people to eat for instead of two. So the rations, you know, that thing. And just as they are underway, they are scanning your radio frequencies and whatnot, and they, Here, a garbled transmission from what seems to be or purports to be a Nile prison ship where the skeleton crew is succumbing to something. We don't necessarily know what and there seems to be only one prisoner alive left and that prisoner may be a Republic prisoner and may have had something to do with the Starlight Beacon station. They're torn about whether to check it out or not. You know, Whatever the crew is succumbing to could be very dangerous but if this prison transport has a path engine that works then they might be able to you know hijack it and get out through the storm wall and also considering the fact that the you know, crew is succumbing to something. Then maybe it's going to be easier to overtake the crew that remains. Meanwhile, I just got a note from the corrections department saying that it's Arrakis in Dune, not Arcanus, So I was getting my Dune stuff mixed up too. Anyway, so there's a vote between you know the four members of the Republic Defense Forces here to decide whether they're going to go for that prison transport or not. They make arguments, Joss and Pika do that turn Visma's opinion around she was definitely not at all for it and Elping is basically voting however she does because Elping is out of his depth, he's an ecologist this is definitely not the kind of thing that he signed on for and it's probably worth flagging that Joss and Pika are a couple and Joss the husband, Pika the wife, Pika is pregnant and yet she says that she wants to go on this mission to see what's up with the the prison transport but Joss decides that he's voting against it, even though he was initially coming up with scenarios where, yeah, we could pull this off. Like we have breathers and we have other protective equipment. We can do it. But the ending of the story is that he is going to vote against it. Well, he's outvoted three to one because everybody else wants to do it. But the cliffhanger of the story is like him saying, no, I can't vote for this which is surprising so yeah that's basically how the story ends so it is in this particular case kind of an in-between story because yes they resolve the little bit of a cliffhanger from the end of the previous story but then you know like not a heck of a lot happens other than some logistical stuff in this particular case and the setup for what's going to happen in the next action-packed installment. But, you know, otherwise, it was interesting, to be sure. That is what I've got for you on this episode of the podcast, to look at Survivors, which is the third part of the Tales from the Occlusion Zone series of short stories that is in Star Wars Insider Magazine for Phase 3 of the High Republic Mega Publishing Initiative, and that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, there are a couple of things that you can do to to help more people find the show. One of them is leaving a rating or review on your favorite app if you haven't done that already. Another is liking or subscribing or following or joining whatever the app calls it, that helps too. And so does just telling other people, tell your friends, like share links and all that fun stuff. It really does help more people find the Daily Dose of Star Wars Joy. I'm working to deliver to you and have been every day since July of 2014. We're coming up on the 10th anniversary of the show, and you can join dozens of other fine folks who are helping to support the creation and production of this Daily Dose of Star Wars Joy. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash SW7X7. That's SW, the number seven, the letter X, and the number seven to find out more. And it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by lucasfilm limited disney or 20th century fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only star wars the star wars logo all names and pictures of star wars characters vehicles and any other star wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of lucasfilm limited other their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyrighted by star wars 7 by 7 we hope you love it